Hi, everyone. This hey is folks. Alex. And this is Zach. We want to make one thing very clear uh, to any listeners of this show. Uh, black lives matter. All black lives matter. We stand with you. We stand with the protesters. We love you. We care about you. Stay safe out there and enjoy the show. Rotten cabbages? What kind of slum do you think this is? Hello. Oh, hey there. What's going on? Uh, nothing. I'm just, you know, sitting here in our, like, recording space with all the equipment set up. Oh, look at that. All the equipment set up. Oh, my God. Yeah, maybe we should record an episode of the podcast. Oh, well, thanks for setting up, babe. I appreciate you. Well, I mean, I helped a little, but it's mostly you. <laughs> uh, I got us drinks and snacks. It's true. It's true. Those things were acquired. Uh, I'm Zach. And I'm Alex. And this is... My Cabbages. An Avatar podcast. Oh! My cabbages. My cabbages. My cabbages. There, I On think this, a... the day of my cabbages wedding. Friends, Romans, countrymen, one me here is. I come here to neither worship cabbage man nor praise him. <laughs> Four score and seven cabbages ago. Welcome to My Cabbages and Avatar podcast, mostly not a shitpost. Speaking of shitposting, we need to figure out what we're doing for that. Was that yesterday or is that next weekend? Oh, or? that's the 25th. Oh, we got well, so we got, we got a couple weeks. Well, yeah, we're, we're, we, we're, so our friends, uh, we, we do this, um, we do this event for our dear, our dear friend's birthday every year where we, we gather up and we each bring us a, a, a shitpost with us. We each present, we like... We have a theatrical kind of, almost like a like a variety show where each of us comes up and presents our own our own shit post. And uh, this year everything's going to be virtual. This year it's all digital, yeah, of course. Uh, and so COVID we're, compliant. We're still trying to come up with ideas, and uh, some people in that circle might listen to this podcast, so we can't really give it any any details. But, Instead, um, hey babe, yeah, babe, uh, you been playing Whisper Horse lately? There's nothing more noble and free. Which horse do you want? Easy there. He suits you. And he needs a name. Kage, born from the darkness. Whisper horse? What What do you mean by whisper horse? I uh, think you know what I mean You mean by... me like, not like the terrible show, the dog whisper that no. would come on Animal Planet, but no. for horses. Caesar Milan has nothing to do with this project. Great. Wonderful. Uh, um, I, whisper... my, what's your favorite thing to do in Whisper Horse, babe? My favorite thing to do in Whisper Horse is to... Actually, I found my new favorite armor, Saronin armor, uh, mm-hmm. and it... Uh, looks it, choice. It, it slaps. It looks real good. And I upgraded from the shitty... Formal, casual, don't matter. Got that Ronin stuff. I upgraded from the shitty hat they gave you to the patchwork hat. Sh- the, the patchwork straw hat that you, you can went get from, from the, the merchant. You went from the poverty hat to the lower middle class hat. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's the most expensive thing you actually can get from the merchant at one of the survivor camps. And it cost 20 whole flowers, but damn, was it worth it. I love uh, uh, getting my Ronin gear and going around to different Mongol camps and just kicking ass. Uh, I assassinate in the shadows from above. Um, I always 
love taking Nobu on long, uh, lackadaisical walks in the Tsushima countryside and write haikus. I like to write haikus. But then after all that, I like to go and, and kill lots and lots of people. Yeah, he what he just, just described, yeah, that's his uh, dating profile. That's on, right. On uh, Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I will or single singles of Tsushima. Be careful about online dating with me. I will totally ghost you. Ghost. Hold on. I was gonna write a. Hang on. Let me write a haiku. Let me write a haiku. Wait. What's uh, the, what's the rhyme scheme? It's no. It's five seven five. Um, Insta profile on fire. That hot booty. Please date me, please, please. Dating profile haiku. This is okay, and uh, you've been bestowed with the headband of the Netbeard. Congratulations. <laughs> the headband of the Fedora. <laughs> we love this game, and uh, if anybody else loves the game, tweet at us about it because we love playing it. No spoilers, though. We're still not done. We are taking our sweet, sweet time with it. We're loving every second of it. Sucker Punch came out of nowhere with this, and now we learned this morning that we're getting Ghost of Tsushima Legends, which is a multiplayer which is very cool. add-on and it's free for all uh, people that have already bought the game. So, Sucker Punch, congratulations! Thanks for coming in the cl- in the, with the clutch. Yeah, and giving us a top tier like polished triple a game that also happens to be a complete product now um uh game is great we love it shout out to ben and adam for jazz horse um ours is whisper horse it's different i promise anyway let's do you want to talk about this episode uh yeah let's do it there's an episode here and it's called uh avatar the last airbender book one water episode 17 the northern air temple So we start out our little our little adventure at a campfire telling uh telling stories. This guy is is weaving some tales. So, travelers, the next time you think you hear a strange large bird talking, take a closer look. He's got a hat out. It's he's it's ready. You know, he knows how he knows the drill. He's he's telling his story and he's like, "Ah, yes, these skywalkers that are secrets." They are, they are the galaxy's most important people, and you only make movies about them. You only make movies about people if they're related to Skywalkers. It's Star, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars now. It's Star Wars. <laughs> we called them Skywalkers, so now we have to cut a check to Disney. Uh, oh, I think they, I think he says Airwalkers actually. So Airwalkers. He does say Airwalkers instead of Skywalkers. Well, I'm still gonna do this whole bit, and it's still gonna make it in. So anyway. then Ang, he comes up. He's like, he's like, man, aren't Airbender stories the best? They rock. They're just, they're so cool. Uh, and he goes up, and he's like, wow, your grandpappy must have seen those Airbenders a long, long time ago. Uh, how old were you, were were you born yet? Like he's like. It's like, no, are you kidding? What are you prattling about, child? Great-grandpappy saw the Airwalkers last week. <laughs> yeah, see, and it turns out here, like, I feel that in this situation, because at the end of this story, the the man's going around with his hat and almost like yeah. a busker being like, hey, yeah, tips, come on. please, come on. I just provided you with a service. And, now pay up. And 
Uh, Sokka digs into his pockets and all he comes up with is the crumbs and this creepy looking <laughs> bug. And the man says under his breath, cheapskates, and walks away. <laughs> Sokka, Sokka does that thing you have to do when you're like at a hotel and you get unexpectedly like waited on and you don't have any like tipping cash and you have to like where the people you have to like pad out your pockets until the person gives up and goes away well, yeah he's and like so... he's like hey i just thrust a story upon all of you so, but I, give I, me my i feel that instead of that Sokka would be the type to be like hey did you know that uh the sky uh bison's love moon peaches mm-hmm. Bet you didn't know that. There you go. Just gave you a tip. <laughs> Have a good day. Appa still hasn't got any fucking moon peaches. Oh. Will Appa ever get a moon peach? That's become the series arc for me. I don't care about the Avatar or the Fire Nation or anything else. I just, I just want that boy to get that moon peach. Moon, sweet, sweet moon peaches. So... As after they, you know, hear this busker story, yeah, they're like, "Let's get the fuck out there." They are flying, and Aang's like, "You know what? We we're pretty close to, I think, the Northern Air Temple. I I, I doubt, you know, it hasn't been found, just like the Southern one has. But like, you know, we should still check it out. See, like, take a pit stop. This is uh, I looked on a map." Uh, or on Google Maps, this is the last rest stop before uh, we reach the Northern Water Tribe. So you know, if we're gonna stop, it's got to be now. He's like, he's like the. You gotta pee. He's like, he's like, yeah. They used to, um, they used to have the championships for for Sky Bison Polo here. And Sokka, Sokka's like, hey, what about Airball? And Ang goes, what the fuck? I just made up Airball, dude. <laughs> I just made up Airball to dunk on you, son. I'm Ang. Oh, hang on. I got to go dunk on this wheelchair kid. And then, uh, you know, as they're approaching and through the clouds, uh, we just see all of these people gliding. And, and Aang is just like, whoa, this this cannot, like, be he, – my eyes are deceiving me. They're not people flying. Indeed, they are. And words are escaping him right now. Uh, and he's like, wait, no, these these people are airbenders. He can, he can tell right away that they're not they're, actually using airbenders. They're – doing other weird stuff like this this doesn't look they're just you you can tell something it's missing it's like that secret ingredient i i can't quite pick it out but something (laughs) something's missing he's he's like uh they're not airbending they're falling with style so yeah ang is like oh no these these people are are imposters they don't they ain't got no spirit they ain't got no they ain't got no soul they ain't got no spirit up there. Uh, he's like, you can tell. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like Aang is judging like a, a row of cheerleaders, and they do their, they do their big like, like, acrobatic cheer. It's all very talented. And then Aang goes, "Yeah, I just don't know if that had enough spirit." <laughs> spirit, spirit. Yes, we do. We've got spirit. How about you? See, Aang used to be on the yeah, uh, Air on, Nomad cheerleading squad. He used to be on the spirit squad. Yeah. So this kid shows up and flies right by Appa, and Katara's like, I don't know. Um, I mean, he, he looks like he's got some spirit to me. It just seems spirited. And this kid's like laughing, like the, the childhood laughter of, of a ute. 
and were like, oh, look, a ute and their laughter. How childlike. A ute sounds like an actual instrument. <laughs> it does. It's just, it's like a, it's like a flute, but when you blow into it, it just, it just goes. <laughs> hey, you can, it's like, just like in Ghost Horse or. Uh, well, horse Whisperer? Or, 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 or whisper Horse? Whisper Horse. There we go. We got like, there. Ghost of Whisper Horse. Whisper of Shishima Horse. Whis- go- horse Whisper horse, horse. Horse of Ghost. <laughs> I like Ghost Horse better. Ghost Horse? We'll switch it up to Ghost Horse. Yeah, because like, go- it's still one word. Ghost Horse, Whisper Horse. Yeah. Well, we'll make them interchangeable. How about that? There we go. It depends on our mood. Right. So, yeah, they Aang is like, I ain't fucking, I ain't, I ain't letting this stand, Okay. I'm fucking, I'm as, taking it to him. As soon as Katara comments about there's another talented person that could be, uh, you know, in the air. And Aang's like, yeah. uh, you know, rule number one, bend air. Yeah, no, that's my stick. Uh, move over, bud. Uh, <laughs> toxic masculinity coming through. Rule number two, bend air. Rule number three, when rules numbers one and two don't work, ride. Rule number four, ain't nobody bending air better than me. So, uh, Katara, uh, says, hey, that kid looks like he's pretty good at flying, too. And Aang acts like... pretty spirited. Aang acts like, uh, Puck when we pet the cat for more than a second. Um, and he's like, nah, son. And he springs into action. And they have this pretty action-packed, like, flying sequence. And, you know, they, they're, they're toe-to-toe. It's like a nice air ballet. It's cool. I mean, the flying in this show is always really well done. It always makes me... It's kind of like that how to train your dragon feeling of like it really go, does make you feel like you're soaring in the air with the with the people, um, and uh, Ang does this cool trick where he does that little that little spinning air sphere off the wall and rides along the wall like fucking Prince of Persia and then catches his glider again and comes off it and it's fucking dope. See, he, he it, I was going to say Sonic. Oh, Sonic works. There were a bunch of rings around the yeah. castle and it's like, uh, nope, gotta gotta get those. <laughs> gotta go fast. Yeah, this, that, re- actually... this just reminds me of Sonic, uh, like a, a level in Sonic battle adventure with the ju- in the jungle and did you Sonic... Algorith- did you algorithmically generate that Sonic... That Sonic name. Sonic. Sonic Brothers Battle Code Honor Adventure. Sonic Battle Adventure is an actual game. Sonic Team Heroes uh, Steel Edition. I'm serious. I know, it's an I actual know. game. I, I know it's an actual game. So the kid's like, wow, that's cool. I don't think I can do that. Because I can't move my legs. But also I'm not an airbender. So but two reasons I can't, can't quite do that. But I can do this. And he fucking pops the thing and he pops the thing and this smoke trail shoots out of his out of his glider and he starts doing this cool loop-de-loop and all these fancy tricks. Do you do a loop-de-loop and pull? And your shoes are looking good. You go over and back, left to right. Really, if you just take that song and it's like the old theory if you play... Uh, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon backwards to Wizard of Oz, it'll be like perfectly timed and weird. If you sync it up to this scene, it'll 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 yeah, work out. Yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. It's weird, man. It was like ooh, like Satan worshippers. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's 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 like that here. 
and uh, uh, like that that song is actually if so, you do you play out the song you see Aang's face written yeah. in the sky so, so do a loop <laughs> I will kill the avatar it will be death no you do a loop de loop and pull and you're inside of your shoes looking cool you get a picture in the sky of the of, of Aang looking disappointed so uh yeah we, we we zoom out and there is a picture of Aang like Ang's dejected, uh, annoyed face. Very, Aang's less than amused. Face. Very funny. I wanted to say, we are not amused. I bet you five quid I can make a say it. And you may think on this also, that I am not amused. Yes! Like I said, this show's faces are great, even the ones that it carves into the sky. So, at first we start the scene in, uh... Pretty cool way where uh, we're introduced to Teo, who is um, this. Uh, how do you, do you want to describe Teo? He's this like you know spunky, rambunctious kid who is just very positive. He doesn't really seem to let his uh, his his uh, disability define him. He's a he's a cool character. Yeah, and uh, immediately Sokka is like asking questions about his chair. He's like, "Oh, how does this work?" And he's like, "Oh, my dad, you know, he invented it for me." And um, hey, let let's let me show you. I'll show you all the other cool things that he's worked on. And yeah. uh, so they follow him like through the doors. And as soon as we enter the temple, uh, we just everything just gets dark, and yeah. we see. What used to be, or what we can imagine used to be, this beautiful temple with murals of the history of the air nomads on the wall and this giant, uh, you know, sculpture or uh, it almost looks like kind of like a Krishna, but of a sky bison with six different arms Uh uh, on like as a fountain, um, but it's all been we completely have like, defaced. Yeah, we have, like, pipes coming out of crevices in ancient statues of monks. We've gone from Bowerstone Market to Bowerstone Industrial and Fable. This show, this this episode has been pretty, like, fun up until now, and this is kind of a big, stark thing. I think what is most effective to me is we have had that experience with Aang with the Southern Air Temple. We know how much... He cares for this stuff. We've seen flashbacks of the the monks and living uh, vibrant air nomad communities. We have a certain reverence and value for this stuff that the rest of the population of this world doesn't really have because we've seen it firsthand as the audience. And so we see this this industrial thing and the kid shows it off as this cool, impressive marvel and... We, as an audience, we immediately see it as the perverse, like, like unholy, like monstrosity that it is. I think we're really on Aang's side in this moment. Like, it feels awful to have all of this stuff just shoved aside so that they could make way for their machinery and stuff. They're like using statues as like prop ups for their for their tower structures and what have you. They're just, they don't, it's like, there's no reverence for the space whatsoever. And it gets even, you know, worse when at one point Teo goes, isn't it unbelievable? And, and Aang's or, like, I think or Aang goes, this place is unbelievable. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? No, just unbelievable. It's a great line. It's probably my favorite line. And it hits you the gut. And yeah. as 
you know, the anthropologist in me is just crying yeah. because, you know, we we see, of course, and we'll see even more throughout this episode, like how, you know, colonialism where can't you see this is we've taken something and we've made it better. Like th- this is all necessary in the, for the sake of progress. Right. Or and- even more so, like no one's using this space. So I am entitled to it. Which is another, like, very big colonialism thing, right? They they came and they took and they stripped all of the things that were, were sacred about the the space. Um, and I can't even imagine all the natural resources that have been going into. Um, but well, that's more into feeding the Fire Nation and their war conquest, so. it's It's a big, like... It's both symbolic and 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 like literally visceral to see all of this. It really it it feels like a violation. Ang goes on a little. He's he's obviously he's not happy, and I, we can't blame him. Uh, but he's Katara's like maybe there's some. I'm sure there's a, other parts of the temple that are untouched, and and we can go see those. And so the kid is taking him to this other place, and he's like, oh, you know, thank goodness, you know, this place is 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 the way it is and he's starting to like pick back up again a little bit uh and then a fucking like battering ram comes through the wall and just destroys the statue Look out! <laughs> and the like professor light from Mega Man like comes comes waltzing out and he's like what's going on you kiddos don't you know not to not not to come around construction and and he's like, what the fuck, dude? This is a sacred temple. You can't treat it this way. I've seen it when the monks were here. I know what it's supposed to be like. I'm not sure how, why he thinks this is a good um, space for a bathhouse. Yeah, I, <laughs> like he comes in and he's like, we need this space for the bathhouse. You know, and Ang's people like, are starting to stink. <laughs> like, people are starting to stink. And Ang's like, you dick. We're fucking monks, not animals. We have a bathhouse. <laughs> It's on the fourth floor. Um, as Aang just is continually, like, trying to, as he's just trying to conversate with this man and try and get him to see what he's doing, uh, the example that I just use of, you know, society is progressing, etc. Like, this is like, hey, you know what? Uh if it was a bathhouse or like if, if it was something better before, well, then you know what? Like my son Teo is badly injured and my wife was killed in this fire nation. And, you know, you know, we, we want to sympathize with this, with this band, but he is just so bullheaded and goes and finds this temple where on this wall with these people flying and his intentions of creating this new society where his, where, where his son can, will not be looked upon or looked as different because everything will be in the air. Um, but hey, he goes on this big spiel. <laughs> I'm going to go against nature and, um, you know, and, and Aang makes the comments like, you know, well, you know, even nature knows when to, to stop. Um, but the man is like, well, you know, it, all, all for the sake of progress, you know. Yeah, this, this guy rolls like a pretty a pretty rad diplomacy check. Unfortunately, his DC for Aang was like, you know, above 20. It was ridiculous. Um, but Aang, Kataka, uh, Katara and Sokka, they seem... Hook, eye, and sinker, right? Katara's even, like, dabbing her eyes with Aang's cloak. Like, she's like, 
so moved by this this man's speech about why he should be allowed to destroy Aang's temple. The 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 inventor guy has this like candle and he's like super fucking proud of it. He has he's the most prideful of anything he has made is this fucking candle. And all it is is when it reaches a certain time of day, it like it like pops on off. the hour it sparks it's almost it sounds like those poppers that you'd throw on the ground during like, the fourth of july like yeah. the pop rocks little snapdragons it's like pop 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 oh it's four o'clock how about that shit oh it's four o candle <laughs> oh thank you oh thank thanks i'll be, I'll be here all week i'll be oh, oh i'm just i'd like to thank the academy for this award then they keep going through and Aang just is still just in yeah. disbelief. And he's like, I can't believe nothing is the same. Um, and then he's like, well, you know, there is one part I want to show you. And I do think Teo um, feels bad for Aang. I think Teo, under- like Teo. He's trying to make up for his dad being yeah. a dick weasel. It's, it's, it's like all children of, of like the previous generation who have to be like, I'm sorry about them. It was a different time. <laughs> And so he's like, let me show you something. And Teo leads Aang and Katara down this long hallway and with these beautiful artwork on the floor. And it looks, you know, to be very, fairly unmarred, you know, or pristine in its original glory. Yeah, Teo's like, my dad wanted to put me into a robot body. Something about being mega. But he said the technology wasn't ready yet. Also, I was still a boy, not a man. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, continue your your thought. It's okay. I wanted to slide that in there somewhere. It's all good. And um, yeah, then they come across this door, which is a and the Katara has her Hermione Granger. Like, oh, it looks just like the one from you know the Southern Air Temple. It looks just like the door from the Southern Air Temple. <laughs> Welcome back to the Avatar Antiques Roadshow. On today's episode, we will be looking at another airbending door. What was once thought to be one of a kind and is now a part of a unique collection, a un- folks. That's right, a unique you, collection. You know, you can't just have one, not just one will do. You know, these things are hotter than the they're, railroad they're cards hot. from Monopoly. They're hotter than the firebender door from, from Firefest that has to be opened with six firebenders. What, you need an entire vi- cast of the village people, so <laughs> open that door. <laughs> they there, uh, these doors are worth 5,000 cabbages. 5,000 cabbages, you say? 5,000 cabbages. Well, well, we're going to have to, I, we're going to have to, I don't know where we're going to get that many cabbages. We're going to have to go to the cabbage. We're not store. buying them, Vanessa. We're just running a television show. Well, sorry, Larry. I didn't mean to well, well, you blow may, the cover. You maybe pay attention to your script. You've got a teleprompter. the average consumer larry capitalism we already got enough shit we got to deal with like now we have to worry about you know oh, what's what that, I, what's that, what's that, what's that, what's harry that? ford Where harry ford lying? he had it right We're like lying. you have to be support your workers and if they can't afford the products that they are making then you're doing it wrong Join and that's uh, that's it for Stand us. Stand up, today. fight back. That's that's it for us today, folks. Well, uh, we'll see you on another episode of uh, Avatar Antiques Roadshow. We're definitely not going to get canceled. <laughs>
So they see the door, and Aang's like, nah, this place is untouched. I want to keep it that way. And Teo's like, yeah, I, no, I totally get that. I'm cool. Like, again, Teo's being really, like, really cool about it. Teo's trying to be a not... Yeah, he's trying to not be a shithead dad. Uh, and he's like, I just wanted you to know it was here. And Aang's like, thanks, bro. And, like, I think Aang really appreciates it. A- Aang understands, I think. He has the emotional intelligence to know that, like, Teo is not responsible for all of this right uh and Teo's just trying to he's just trying to you know Aang's just over make it amends. but i think that was Aang, Aang saying thanks in that way I agree. it was it was the first concession he had made thus far i think but to be fair no one at any point ap- apologizes to him or makes any remorseful i think that's thing like People talk about this part, this episode being uh, one that they don't like, and I and I I personally enjoy this episode. I didn't hate it, uh, but I understand that like the frustrating thing about this episode is like we never do get that. Nobody says, "Hey, Ang, I'm really really sorry. I did not realize." the harm i was doing by coming in here and like setting up shop um so it's just he is at no point does anybody express any remorse for the cultural appropriation and destruction of ang's heritage that they have done ang is the one who has to grow and he shouldn't be the only one who has to grow we get this scene where the the dr light the evil evil doctor uh, the 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 mad mad scientist uh, the mad scientist Teo's dad Teo's dad the mad scientist is walking down uh, some stairs with Sokka and he's like come check this out I got this room in my in my basement it's fucking full of natural gas dude <laughs> fucking pull out a lighter and spark that shit we're all dead check it out and Sokka's like uh, like wh- why he's like it's odorless and sightless and I can't uh, like hear it or touch it or anything like that and I it sometimes leaks, and if it leaks and it hits you know, some flame or whatever, we're all dead. Oh. It's a big problem. I, yeah, Sokka's like, this place is a giant explosion waiting to happen. Yeah, Sokka's like, Sokka's at all times, like, his brain is like a computer that is, like, always calculating the worst possible outcome, and he just sort of, like, blurts it out. He's just like, oh, so this whole place could be a fucking powder keg and kill us all. And doc scientist is like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then we we cut to uh, Katara outside with one of the gliders, and I get, I'm I'm sure Ang is like tickled by this. He's probably recording it for his Instagram. The wind will carry you. It supports something inside you, something even lighter than air, and that something takes over when you fly. I've changed my mind. I think I was born without that something. Like, no, They're trying to uh, record a synchronized, a synchronized flying video or a synchronized glider video uh, for TikTok, right. and yeah, it's just not. What, and Aang's trying to be like, "Hey, you have to keep your mouth closed. This is gonna be a silent video. Uh, we don't want anyone choking. And, like, because and yeah. if you talk too much, you're gonna choke on a bug." He's like low key Aang, or he's like low key Katara. Shut your mouth. I don't want you to talk, but also don't swallow a bug. Just make sure you keep your mouth closed so you don't swallow a bug. And, it's, and she starts out by being like... <laughs> yeah, she's like... Which, like, and goes from being like, oh my god, I'm gonna die, to, oh my god, this is the time of my life. Yeah, she's uh, she she starts out screaming her, her lungs out, and then and all of a by sudden, the time... You start hearing, I 
<laughs> By the time she comes, and you're in the middle of a sandals commercial. She's a, yeah, she's in a sandals commercial. It's the the lap of luxury. She goes down and she's screaming her head off. And then by the time she comes up, she's playing a ute herself. She's uh she's laughing like a frolicking fawn in the in the in the meadow. <laughs> so yeah, Katara's out there. She's having a great great time, and Aang's having a great great time, and he's like, seeing how much. Maybe it was wrong about you, yeah. kid. He's seeing how much it, it means to Katara to be flying. And, like, he, he I think, he, I think, sees that. For me, uh, one of the things I love about things that I love is showing those things I love to other people that I think will love them in the hopes that they love them. You literally, I think, said almost the exact same thing uh, on your dating profile, and I thought it was super cute. I, I'm pretty sure. This is just a thing that I that I have, and it's like... Yeah, on when, Coffee Meets Bagel, which is the app that we met on, I think, on your likes, you say, I'm a big fan of being a big fan of stuff. Aang's, Aang's, like, Aang's profile on Instagram, it's like, interests, writing, flying and like flying is a big interest of his and so when he sees katara flying and like loving it he's like his ride tech man he, he remembers how fun it was for him to learn how to fly and he's like going through all this stuff and he just sees that i don't know it's it's like when you're watching when you're watching uh like blade runner with someone who's never seen blade runner and you know that they're into that aesthetic and you know they're gonna love it and you put it down and you just put it on and you just watch it and it's just it's just magical. You see their eyes light up and you're just, yeah, all right. I introduced this person to a new favorite thing. I'm great. I'm like a fucking matchmaker, but with with nerd shit. I felt that way a few weeks ago when you shared Attack on Titan with me for the first time. Yeah, we're, we're, we're binging Attack on Titan. It's great. So this is a f- interesting scene, and you know the the subplot here before to this episode where we're seeing Sokka have who I you know it really hurts because you know Sokka is missing his dad and has always missed out on mm-hmm. having those types of moments with um, some type of father figure in his life. He's bonding a lot with Teo's dad in this episode, yeah, he and is. he is in his workshop, and he is just admiring all of these cool trinkets and old experiments, and he sees this uh, what looks like a model of an air balloon with, like, eggs in the basket, like you would have, someone would have made as a science project in high school. You know, everyone was given, like, the task of wrap, hey, here's some duct tape and some supplies. Wrap up your egg and whoever drops it from, like, the highest uh, height without it breaking, like, yeah, that was a science Olympiad thing Mm -hmm. yeah so i think it's fun and um but this is how i imagine a a workshop looking of the DD character and my favorite DD character i've made of all time finley Uh, oh yes finley does he have a last name yeah finley gillian finley gillian that's right yeah finley gillian who is a mix of abe sapien uh from hellboy and And milo Milo thatch Thatch from atlantis yeah A, a beloved character he uh, he shows up alongside uh, um, alongside my favorite um, character of mine, Julius, whom I play a lot of in a, in a lot of different like disparate campaigns. Uh, wait, what is Julius's last? Julius Crow. Julius Crow. Julius is a pirate. He's also a cat person. Cat um, folk. Yeah. He's a cat folk. He's basically uh, 
He's like Puss, Puss in boots, boots, but more flamboyant. <laughs> a little bit uh, more adult rated. <laughs> um, and that does not mean he's some kind of like he, he doesn't. I mean, he, you know, he fucks like any other normal person, but he uh, it's it's not like a, a, a he's got a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, editing. <laughs> editing. We're going to edit this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and as Saga is uh, making his way around this workshop and is ex- investigating, like, oh, yeah, like, this looks cool. One of the eggs falls and he's like, oh, that was just an old experiment that, that it failed. And, oh, that was last week's lunch because, you know, I guess this crazy scientist is not the uh, neat type A. And he just left his his takeout on the fucking counter for like a week. And the egg just rolls and they're trying to find it and they're like, oh, it's going to smell really bad. And they're like, oh, wait. That's the solution to our problem. Yeah. If we put a whole mess of rotten eggs in the cellar where the gas seeps up, the gas will mix with the smell of rotten eggs. Then if there's a leak, you smell rotten eggs. Then you just follow your nose to the place where the smell is coming from. And plug up the hole where the gas is escaping. You're, You're a, a genius. genius. We just gotta follow that terrible smell and wango, bango, boingo. We <laughs> got our solution. Meanwhile, Aang finally was like, you know what? You're cool, bro. Yep, I think we're on the same page. I'll let you into, you know what? You you gave my girl a good time. Yeah, I'll show you into that temple. <laughs> He's like, I'll 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 return the favor. I'll I'll take you into this cool door. Which honestly, the when he does it, it's very clear that you could probably just get three people to like turn a couple of the stuff by hand, <laughs> get the door to turn over for you. The only all the airbending does is it like activates the like Rube Goldberg machine inside of the innards i'm sure it's much more complicated than it appears to be it's probably like it's magic yeah it's magic then as soon as the door opens we cut back to the a or sasaka and the inventor in his workshop and they're like oh uh this bell like security system thing rings like oh there's a problem gotta go and yeah. immediately we cut back and oh inside the temple which we thought was the, the last the sacred last part of untouched place was oh actually that's uh where i'm keeping all of we found the 50 shades of gray yeah. what, uh what, like, pink chamber my playroom like your xbox and stuff yeah we found uh we found 50 shades of red here two things first i don't make love I fuck. The, um... Fifty Shades of Crimson. Fifty Shades of Crimson. We found, yeah, we we find the, the playroom, uh, I believe is what it's called in that movie. And Aang's like, what the fuck, dog? I used to pray in here. <laughs> and now you've got all your war game, or your your weapons of mass seduction. The, what, your weapons of mass seduction in here. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. And no, we're not talking about uh Whips and chains, y'all. Whips and chains. I mean, I bet this dude and Iroh, they 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 used to roll back together back in the day. They meet up on the weekends. Um I the the dragon of the West, uh Iroh Unchained, yeah. Yeah, right, right. And he's like, listen, it's not what it looks like. 
it's not my sex dungeon. It's weapons I'm making for the Fire Nation. And they're like, oh, okay, well, that's a little better. But still, what the fuck, man? Um, so Aang and Teo show up to the workshop where uh, this man is just straight up moping. And he's like, how can I be proud of you and your inventions are being used for murder? Or he's like, I did it for you. And it's like, okay, we, you know what? You're like... It's like the really shitty, like the parents yeah. that enrolled their kid and pushed them to like excel in the sport and were like driving them to practice like before school every day and on weekends. And they're like, the- I did this for you. And it's like, no, you're living vicariously right. like through your kid and like your guilt. You you feel guilty that, you know, his mother died and that, you know, he is clearly he has a huge high spirit. And, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter. Yes, he probably has a higher spirit because you were able to create this this bubble world for him. But at the same time, like he's stronger than this dad knows or gives him credit for. Yep. And he doesn't care what other people think about him. He has this wonderful, beautiful spirit about him. And I think his father has tried to, you know, let his disability to find him well like in 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 the process of trying to right in trying to create a level playing field he has removed his he has robbed his son of actually the actual playing field which is life it's like um walter white right breaking bad this guy actually is a very walter white type character fun fact this guy is played by none other than rene abergenois you don't say. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Rene Albertinois played a um, shapeshifter on Deep Space Nine called Odo. Mr. Bucket is the butt of many jokes in the Greatest Generation. Once again, Ben and Adam, you've out, you've Odo done yourself. <laughs> I and from now on, I will be hearing Odo say these lines, these these justifications for making weapons of ass destruction uh, in his sex dungeon. If you like that kind of thing, I might be interested in selling you my first edition of Vulcan Love Slave. This is work, not recreation. Does he, does Odo have eyebrows? I don't, that's a good question. Because if he doesn't, like this guy has a thing for voicing or playing characters (laughs) that doesn't have eyebrows. Yeah, this guy's eyebrows are blown off. A version Odo is a shapeshifter who's bad at making the human face, so he doesn't bother with them. I don't think Odo has eyebrows either. Um, yeah, so they're like, what the fuck, man? You can't you can't keep doing this. This is fucked up. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm just the worst. He's like, the bell rings again. He's like, oh, you guys gotta get out of here. And they're like, fuck that. We're not, we ain't going nowhere. He's like, then hide. Then get fucking... Oh, they, the, our parents are home, man. Like, we gotta yeah. clean up. Hurry. Get under hide. something. The pu- <laughs> there are there are solo cups fucking everywhere. Where how am I gonna explain this? Aaron! <laughs> he pulls a lever and and uh like from the prestige, he comes from a from a trapdoor under the under the floor. This fucking Fire Nation guy appears. Like I hit you know not to keep me waiting. It, it's like a it, it, you imagine it's like a built-in countermeasure for like some kind of private school. Like they hit, they pull a lever and like a nun comes out of the floor and is just like chases the kid down. He also used to be a stage or tech hand, you know. Yeah, yeah. He that's oh my god, that's very funny. He's a roadie. This it, it turns out this inventor is this inventor is just like a a. a 
like back backstage hand. The firebender shows up and he's like, "You better give us that shit you owe us." And he's like, "Uh, uh." And he's like, "What? What's the holdup? What's the problem?" And then Ang just fucking he just pulls that lawful stupid like paladin move. He's he's just fucking. The deal's off. Stomps all over the delicate roleplay scene and he's just like, "Nah, son." Ain't no fucking sales happening today. Shop's closed, bitches. <laughs> and uh, the, the DM is is just staring at his him hair blankly. gets tousled. <laughs> the, the, the general's hair gets tousled, like just like, and now it looks like the morning after. And he's like, "Well, if 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 he can't have our, if you won't give us our weapons, then no one can have them." Yeah, I want to burn your shop to the ground. It's on your hands. He stomps out. Doesn't he? Doesn't he take the? Doesn't he take the? Uh, the trap door back down. Yeah. He's like, I will be talking to my lawyers. Well, and then goes to the. Well, floor. then Ang like like slams like air slams the door behind him. Yeah, that's right. Don't don't let the door hit you on the way out. Right. So Ang basically quashes this deal and uh, makes a big fucking mess of things. He's like he slams that down and. and the DM's like, roll for initiative. And he's like, oh, I, I get the the, the 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 guy to leave. And he rolls a 20. And he's like, the, oh. That diplomacy check. Yeah, the diplomacy check certainly failed. <laughs> he's like, I, no sale. And the Fire Nation guy's like, I'll kill your whole family. And he's like, not the answer I was hoping for. <laughs> Bye. I don't know if that was a diplomacy check or if, if Aang did an intimidation check with that air bitch slap. Oh, oh, that definitely what it was. It was a fucking inti- yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. So we must get our epic battle scene, and now that cool. Aang has told off, um, uh, Thanos, Grumpy McFirepants, yeah, <laughs> Uncle Thanos. Uh, he's like, I'm gonna snap your fingers, a temple crash. You can do it all by yourself. Let me do you do it. Hey. Aang's like, don't worry, fam. We got the sky. Like, we'll take them. Uh, we we can do this, and it, so, we we get our um we get our rebel like alliance meeting uh around the the table, and Sokka's like, ah, well, we have balloons, you see, and they can go up, but if you put a hole in them, they won't go up. So how do you control the lift? How do we control hot air? And Katara's Aang like, is, How do you keep a lid on hot air? Ugh, if only we knew. <laughs> yeah, well, wouldn't we all love that? And and uh, Sokka's like, Shut up, you bug swallower. You swallowed a fucking bug. Shut up. Sokka is on the infomercial uh, for QVC. Yeah. He's like, Billy Maid's here with a balloon. Now. You want a hole to come off of the balloon, but you don't want it to keep sinking. What do you do? Anyways, a lid is exactly the answer to it, relieve all that pressure. And they're out, like, huh. It's a lid. That's actually, Katara then eats her like own shit. It's like, oh, that actually is a good idea. Yeah, that sounds like, that actually sounds like a great idea. So, so they're gathered together and he's like, all right, now we have, we have all these different types of bombs. We have ticky tacky bombs. We have sparkler bombs. We have water bombs, we got stinky pants bombs, and we got uh, a bunch of bombs that just uh, that just scatter a bunch of upward-facing thumbtacks. 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get them good, you guys. We're gonna fork their yard. That's right. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of stink. We're, what is this fucking Home Alone? Um, yeah, like seriously, this does feel like that, and. <laughs> They go for it, and they're dropping bombs in the air. And at first, things are like looking like they're going in their favor. Um, they're all coordinated. They're dropping bombs on these Fire Nation soldiers that are starting to climb the mountain. And Aang even has like there's a callback earlier from when he uh, went all Roadrunner around the side of or Sonic around the side of uh, the tower and was able to spin his magic airball like and it was really awesome and then he buries a bunch of fire nation soldiers and it's like huh you know what i i think think we're we might actually have a chance so we are in the midst of this conflict it's 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 excitement you know shit's flying all over the place and also hitting the fan yeah and right as we think that things are like are in the favor of uh, the protagonist. Yeah, the tides start turning... to turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it starts with these crazy grappling iron hooks just shooting out of the sky. And yeah. Katara and Appa, who have been up in the sky providing uh, ammo and uh, bombs of all different varieties, uh, they are immediately, you know, tossed and... Um, I give it to Appa here yet again, coming in, saving the day. Oh, yeah. That big ball of fluff is able to dip, duck, dive, and dodge right out. Dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Got it, babe. Of course, Appa taking on the age-old adage, um, tanks and treads can crack my head, but whips and chains excite me. Yeah, Whips and Chains Incite Me. That's totally from SNM uh, and the Rihanna song. Good. That's probably um, where it's from. Glad, yeah, glad we didn't just look that up on Google. Um, so, yeah, we get these cool grapple chains that shoot out, and like Ang shows up and like pries one off the mountain, and the tank falls, and then two more shoot out and lodge into the, the mountain, which is a very hazardous job, these tank operators. They may be shielded from the majority of the battlefield action but uh if they go if they go tumbling they dead son the hazard pay cannot be high enough (laughs) for me to operate one of those things and honestly as the osha inspector i do not sign off on their use and i don't think the uh avatar geneva convention would either uh, Teo is like, yeah, those tanks, they have, like, a water coolant system. And Aunt Katara is like, whoa. Water? Can you get me close to one? So he, she, Katara is just this uh, complete consummate badass who is just like, yo, drop me in front of those fucking tanks. <laughs> Teo <laughs> just, like, drops her off, and Katara just goes to fucking yeah. town on these tanks. Bring it around. She fucking shoots the wheels, the treads and wheels off of one and completely disassembles it. The other one, just like this giant fist comes out of the ground and then turns it on its side and then it breaks off. It's just like 
early early series Edward Elric style, just this almost like this hand of ice comes out and then breaks off. Uh, it's epic. It's awesome, and it certainly shows a lot of growth that Katara has has been through in terms of uh, her waterbending training. I think honestly, every single battle we describe, we should just be playing the Pokemon music in the background <laughs> and describing it as a Pokemon battle. Katara used ice hand. No, Katara used ice beam. It was super effective. It was super effective. Wait, um, there is Blizzard Punch, I think, or Ice Punch definitely is a move. Blizzard Punch. Ang. Because that's what she did with the, the second. Ang used gust bitch slap. Fire Fire Nation General's defense fell. Okay, let's be real. Uh, this dad, like, he's just lucky that the, his son and the gang, like, the only thing they found was the war balloon because little do they know, uh, whip and chains really do excite him because he's probably making also a bunch of really crazy, like, dungeon sex toys for uh yeah for his 50 shades of red like 50 shades of crimson right 50 shades of crimson uh yeah that's why this fire nation man is like who has his hair that like morning after hair is so tousled uh he's really upset because he usually gets laid on these trips and he's like (laughs) hey dude like yeah that that handlebar mustache really does it for me and like the partial lack of eyebrows uh uh, you're saying that um, not the handlebar mustache you're you're nice your big bear mustache really does, or beard does it for me. And you, you're saying that Rene Auberginois uh, is is getting down with this fire at Nation General. For sure, that's why. Like you know, to keep me waiting, he's very impatient. <laughs> he's like, man, I've been looking forward to this all week. He like shows up to role play, and Ang just shows up to be a huge cock block. Yeah, Ang uh, is on the side of the mountain, and he's trying to like play whack a mole with his. <laughs> Uh, he's trying to use gusts and all it's doing is just like blowing a bunch of snow like into, uh, the air or the fire nation soldiers faces that are operating these tanks. And it's not very effective. No. Then out of nowhere comes this, uh, this airship with all these bombs attached to it. We're like, all right, cool. You know, they had those fire bombs or those smoke bombs that seem to be pretty useful. And uh, n- No. No. It's slime. It's slime. It's, oh, oh, cool. Look, we're going to really get them good. We'll make them have to go to the dry Why cleaner. Why does every Nickelodeon show have to have slime? Big, like, Big Nick. Big Nick showed up at the studio and they were like, all right, guys, listen up. I brought my team of security personnel. You need to enforce. We're here to enforce your fucking contract. So far, there have been seven, 16 episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender, and there has been zero fucking slime. We're Nickelodeon, damn it. We need slime in our shit so that when we and doubt people. And it has to be green. There's zero yeah, compromise. Yeah. Gotta Listen, be green. we have to offload this corporate radioactive waste somewhere. And how are we going to offload it unless it's. On uh, unsuspecting teenagers at live shows. Always be plugging. Hashtag slime. Nickelodeon slime. Slime time live. <laughs> like that, like they just have all of this slime to unload and it's like, <laughs> crap, what are we, guys, we got way too much inventory. How are we going to get rid of all this? What if it's actually much darker than like, oh, slime and stink and doodad. What if it's like this slime, This these slime bombs are going to give all these Fire Nation soldiers lasting health problems. <laughs> oh, <laughs> They're all like gonna radioactive die. Slime. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm I'm working on a radioactive generator and this is the uh I was just gonna this ask, is the byproduct. What do you think the slime is, is the recipe for the slime? It's probably uh 
50% radioactive waste, 30% cornstarch, and 99% hot gas. So yeah, they're up on the on the air on the airship, and I'm like, why aren't they firing at us? And it's partially because it doesn't look like these tanks have the ability to point up, because why would they need to? Um, they just have, yeah, they only have like this tiny window out the front. Like, <laughs> instead of a, instead of a yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> they definitely do not have a panoramic shot. Their field of vision is very limited. Probably one of the early design flaws of these models. It's like a fucking like Fire Nation peep show. <laughs> like when they want to fire, they put like a coin in a slot <laughs> and the window opens so the Fire Nation soldier can shoot a fireball. <laughs> And then he does a little dance. He takes the armor off and he's in like a maid outfit and he's got to do a little scandalous dance and then the window closes. So yeah, then they drop this slime and guess what? It doesn't really do shit to the tanks. They just climb up the mountain. It's a lot of slime. I mean... It's a lot of slime. Seems like they could have used that time making that slime and making more useful bombs. So we're nearing the end of this battle and they realize, you know, they don't have anything left. The slime bombs did... Uh, jack, all. jack crap, but then they start to smell like what's what's that? it smells like <gasps> rotten eggs. And then we get a callback from earlier in the episode when yeah. they're talking about you know first we thought this guy was just you know a, a horde hoarder who didn't know how to you know dispose of his lunch, but no, it's he is out. that. It just also that led to innovation. Yeah, and as as you know those weird uh, you know quirky inventor types usually usually do they're they're both very distressed and then Asaka starts to like wrench up this uh coal or stove um on the that's providing the heat source for the balloon it's just like yo uh you <laughs> that's the whole we, thing we are this is not a kamikaze balloon what are you doing that's our fuel source it's the only bomb we've got and then <laughs> drop the bomb 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 and we learned that Sokka is actually the DDR pro like that's where he got this idea um yeah from the song drop the bomb which was the best on, DDR song on ever. heavy and then they dump the the thing over and it clangs against the walls it really do like in this show I'm always impressed in animation probably the number one hardest thing to do in uh, frame by frame animation is establishing the concept of weight making things feel like they have weight that they that they react to things realistically when you jump and land. Yeah. You know, you don't just you don't just put your feet on the ground and that's the end of it. You have to you have this spring spring back effect that you have to put in and that gives the character a sense of weight. This thing comes down and the way it clangs against the two uh, sides of the cliff really did, gives it a sense of like a tremendous weight. Like to the point of like how the hell did Sokka just kind of like lift yeah, this? just kind of like elbow this thing over the <laughs> over the side of the airship, but uh, it blows up. And it is basically a fucking supernova. It should have bisected the mountain in half and sent the temple into the fucking stratosphere. But, you know, it was uh, for cinematic purposes. Yeah, it was cool. It was. It's a very, very cool explosion. Everyone should be deaf and uh, concussed. But, you know, it, it's whatever. And another as the... But as the balloon is... Qui- like, everything explodes. So we got our... Great. Uh, Fire, Fire Nation. Fire yeah. Threat. Doo-doo-doo. Do 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 like they raise the flag to the top of the castle yeah, like they thought the level out. is one but oh shit like We're... uh Sokka and uh uh mustache bear Renee Albergenois are going down for real it's it's going down for real and not in a good way 
people are busting out the solo cups and like cheering, cheersing and stuff. And then suddenly it's, you just hear Saga go, we're going down. And then it pans up to this crashing ship. It's actually very funny. I, I, I chuckled quite a bit when this happened. Saga and of course, Aang, you know, uh, he comes in, saves the day and is able to glide down and saves him just in time. And the ability, like I know Aang is a bender and right. he's able to bend to air, but still very physics true. and gravity are still at play here. Aang laughs at gravity. <laughs> gravity. Well, good good on you, Aang. I guess because, you know, as an airbender, those rules don't apply to you. I don't know. But you're somehow able to lift Sokka and this uh, fully grown man. Um, it's just like in Mulan when we watched it the other night and they're uh these three oh. or four soldiers are just able to pull up a huge like half horse, horse. Yeah. and two fully grown humans up um, <laughs> Not, uh, also a cr- uh, family guardian dragon and a cricket it's true um, they don't weigh zero i i don't know maybe the cricket somehow made like this beats his wings to help them but yeah, um, I had questions about how how this worked, but somehow they make it to safety. They get them, they come down, and they land, and then we get our little our little wrap up, which is satisfying to some and very unsatisfying to others. So we close out, and finally, once they are saved, then they're like, you know what, everything's all good, man. Like, yeah, you desecrated this holy site, and uh, <laughs> we almost died. Right, but. Uh, and there's no more slime left to actually get slimed with. Um, but you know what? We we saved the day. And again, this is my biggest issue with this episode is we end on this really great little note where Aang has a hermit crab and he says, oh, well. Maybe you weren't born here, but you found this empty shell and made it your home. And uh, at no point does anybody say, yeah, but we probably should have had a little bit more respect for the shell. And we probably should have considered that if someone like the Avatar were to find this uh, shell and they had deep cultural reverence to it, they might be deeply offended or um, extremely uh, nonplussed. Also, as as uh, as someone who feels like preserving history is important, uh, also I think that there could have been some, some affordance of apology to Aang for trampling all over his heritage. Uh, I think that Aang's reaction in the beginning of this episode was not unreasonable at all. No. And I think that this... Resol- it was pretty late, in my I, opinion. Yeah, I think this resolution almost, like, it almost makes the... It almost gaslights the viewer into feeling like Aang was being unreasonable. And I think that's people's problem with it. I mean, I could be wrong. Tweet at, tweet at me if, if there's some other problem you take with this episode. I'd love to discuss it. Because, yeah, I think that... These people at no point are they like, yeah, geez, we're really sorry. That's really shitty that we did that and we didn't really consider it. And I understand that, like, the cool moral of this episode is we get to see that Aang realizes that these people are just individuals. They're not they're not a less oppressed group oppressing a further oppressed group. They're just people trying to live their lives. And on a certain degree, that's, I think, a perspective shift that not many of us are willing to take nowadays. Yeah. And there's something valuable there. But overall, I think the, the main problem is still, like, someone should have been like, hey, Aang, we're sorry we trampled all over your ancestors and their uh, very sacred place. Yeah, I still think, you know, maybe, like, we should start talking reparations. Yeah. or uh, Maybe you could build your big, fancy, fucking steam-powered uh, workshop somewhere else. Did you ever and, think of that? And when you read the 
Wikipedia or like the fan page for uh, the Northern Air Temple in general, we actually learned that, you know, and I think this comes through in like the comics, uh, Aang actually, when as he grows over and like after the 100 year war ends, uh, he is able to restore this um, temple back to its former glory and turns it into, you know, an early place where they start uh, teaching uh, airbenders uh, again. Well, they, they start teaching uh, like air nomad philosophy, right? But at this point, I don't think there, there I, I still don't think there are any airbenders. No, yeah, right. Yeah. The only airbender that Aang, the only other airbender that Aang interacts with over the course of his life is Tenzin. Yeah. Really, that's that's nice. I didn't know that the comics extrapolate well, on that. That's, that's, that's a good little, that's a good little nugget there. I like that. All right. So, babe, I was wondering if you had any experience points to distribute. Uncle, do you realize what this means? I won't get to finish my game. Shouldn't there be a board or some pieces or something to jangle? I won Dungeons and Dragons, and it was advanced. Evil? Or maybe chaotic neutral? The Demogorgon! What <laughs> deep shit. You've been shot by an arrow. Ow! Well, there'd be penalties to her experience if she acted out of alignment. Um, it's that time again, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well... Um, so I think I will start with my success for the week. Um, it was definitely for me, the highlight was when Aang used air bending in the coolest possible way <laughs> to straight up air bitch slap, which I didn't know was a thing. Uh, it's a forbidden airbender technique. They're like, hey, you don't disrespect someone with the air bitch slap. It's not something that you do. It's not something that is fucking done. And Aang's like, nah, son, fuck this guy. Whoosh. No, that's great. That's a great one. My crit success for the yeah, episode. Yeah, that, that, it was that intimidation t- check uh, was a, definitely an at twenty. Yeah, it, it worked. Um, my crit success is uh, it's it's got to be fucking uh, Katara on the battlefield, fucking flipping a tank. That's the most badass shit I've seen on the show so far. Yeah. He, she just shows up and she's like, oh, they got water in them? Great. Put me directly in the line of fire of, like, ten tanks. I'll be fine. And then she just schools these two tanks in front of her. And then, of course, you know, they get overrun because there's so many of them. But, like, God, to fell two fucking tanks? Like, if I if, if my DM set me up an encounter that I was supposed to lose and they threw ten tanks at me, I'd be like, oh, we have to run now. <laughs> but Katara's like, nah, I think I'm going to murder a few of these tanks before we head out. <laughs> okay, thanks, bye. I think my crit failure of the episode is when we get this really shitty moment when we're first introduced to the inventor and he's talking and Aang uh, is, oh, here's a, a place it's not completely desecrated and we get a wrecking like i came in like a wrecking ball <laughs> like we see nick cage swinging in on this wrecking ball <laughs> i can't believe that's the only meme that i think that you have never seen until i introduced it to you what the nick cage's face on on, on not miley cyrus <laughs> which is my favorite wrecking ball meme ever like for those kids that are too young like to not get that when Miley Cyrus Wrecking Ball came out in the uh, the mid aughts uh, yeah it was 
it was something. And there were a lot of a lot of memes that came out. And the best one was a yeah. video of Nicolas Cage. It was like a deep fake of Nick Nick Cage's face on top of Miley Cyrus, his <sighs> like, body. It was horrifying. It was the everything that the world <laughs> needed and never needed at the same simultaneous time. It's, it's like Batman. It's at not, any rate, it's not the it's not the meme the world needs. It's the meme the world deserves. When this. Inventor man comes in with his trebuchet wrecking ball and is like, oh, we need to make room for the bathhouse. And then goes all social Darwinist, like, fucking. Yeah, starts spouting some, like, Jordan Peterson Eugenics shit. bullshit yeah. about, well, hey, well, nature, uh, you know, it's 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 for the sake of progress. And it's you like, know what? We made it. We made it better. He's so. like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. He's like, uh, and, uh, er, uh, nature just, uh, er, uh, uh finds a way and it's just it's infuriating and i hate it all and Mm. he definitely fails this diplomacy check for me yeah my crit fail happened in the very beginning of the episode because ang my young cabbage patch my cabbage patchers my cabbage heads ang is a flat earther now go with me on this okay flat earth comes from the frame of reference that uh, mass of a sphere is meaningless because we're not on a sphere, we're on a flat plane. So gravity isn't a thing. To flat earthers, gravity isn't a thing. They're always trying to dismiss gravity. And Aang, Aang laughs at gravity. Aang, flat earther, confirmed. And obviously, flat earth is silly and dumb, so Aang... None watch me now, I navigate. <laughs> Aang... Turns out Aang is like the an yeah. extra member of Gorillaz. Aang is fucking, Aang is like the, the Instagram influencer that everybody was following and then he just he just tweets some shit about Flat Earth and everybody's like, oh, oh no. Oh dear. This is the equivalent of when... <laughs> Aang's B.O.B. Yeah, this is the equivalent <laughs> of a B.O.B. whose only hit song that I can think of is a song about airplanes in the night sky yes. and shooting stars. <laughs> shooting stars. You know, an astronomical occurrence. Also, planes that uh, navigate easily. You know what, B.O.B., one thing we can get, agree with and the one line that really still hits home from that song, uh, I could really use a dream, a genie, or a wish to go back to a time much simpler than this because 2020 is a dumpster fire and I hate it. So yes, let's let's go back to the time when, because at the time you wrote that song, I thought you thought that in 2009 or whenever, yeah, this is the year. Yeah. Things are yeah. things are tough, man. Things are things are bad. Oh, little did you know, B-O-B. little little did you know. So yeah, Ang being but Ang outing himself as a flat earther is, yeah. is my crit fail because uh, definitely failed that An airbender. Definitely failed that intelligence or wisdom Gravity check, whichever one exists. That's it. That's the episode, folks. Uh, that would be a really cool. Like I know we get blood bending later on. What about? Adam or matter bending. I this is I'm telling you. I wrote so I wrote a I wrote the first chapter of a fan fiction that I had every intention of, of finishing. Um where Cora gets like time zapped into the distant future and there are spaceships and uh avatar like benders are used on the spaceships to do certain things. And uh when you get to space, we discover that there's another form of bending, gravity bending. Which is something that I uh, played around with using like black holes and stuff like that. Folks, I am going to make you a promise now that I promised I will do everything within my power to track down this fan fiction. <laughs> and when we, if we ever get big enough to start a Patreon, this will 
definitely be the type of content that will be on there. You're very welcome. I mean, listen, if you can find the if you find the fanfiction, I still posit that like it's not that bad. It's it's a decently written little chapter. I just never continued. Well, it. then you should post it yourself. Yeah, I, I, you know, if I want to continue it at some point, I will post it. Uh, well, even if like you don't continue it, I think it'd be a great pearl for uh you know because i know some of the things that i wrote fan fiction about will never see the light of day yeah that's the episode folks this is uh next next week is what the waterbending master the waterbending master why don't you, uh, why don't you read us a little little uh um, description there we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to find uh, and an I imdb <laughs> adjacent thing no, this week unfortunately not so next week on avatar the last airbender the heroes finally arrive at the North Pole, but for Katara, the trip may have been in vain, as Master Paku refuses to teach girls waterbending. Yay! Another misogynistic episode, and this is where it all comes full circle, y'all. Yep, this, is where we... We'll, this is where we shine a light on where Sokka's misogyny comes from. I think it is endemic to his tribe, and it's something that he overcomes, like... Slowly. S- slowly, but, like, in the face of his his tradition what is he what he's used to and katara fucking she should just flip this guy over like she flipped over those fucking tanks and be like do that bitch that's the thing is like they they act like this waterbending teacher is so crucial but fucking katara is doing crazy shit already yeah she doesn't need and in fact i think she 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 stole that scroll she gave it back eventually but hey she she got everything she needs she doesn't need like this master she learned master pikachu yeah she learned to water whip she learned to water nene like she learned it all we I hope, hope you had. We hope had, you had, had a, great, a great Labor Day. Yeah, we hope you had a great Labor Day. And enjoy your short week this week. And uh, and yeah, and that's the episode. I'm Zach. I'm Alex. And uh, this has been my Cabbages and Avatar podcast. We'll Peace see y'all later. Bye. Bye. Like your Xbox and stuff.